Good morning. Whether you're here or whether you're there, good morning. Lovely to um, have the opportunity of uh, leading you this morning in a few thoughts. And I've got, very th- I've got three very simple thoughts for you this morning, um, which really could come under uh, one of two or maybe both headings. Uh, the first is, it's coming to get you. Uh, I'm not referring to COVID-19. The second is thwarted but determined. We're going to turn to a passage of scripture this morning, um, which, and this is the first time I think I've ever said this as a preacher, uh, I'm not going to preach about. Uh, It isn't random. It has been chosen deliberately, uh, but you'll see what I mean in a minute. So our reading this morning uh, is a brief reading from uh, Genesis chapter 27. Uh, and verses 41 to 45, and then the first few verses of chapter 28. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. He said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. When Rebekah was told what her older son Esau had said, she sent for her younger son Jacob and said to him, your brother Esau is consoling himself with the thought of killing you. Now then, my son, do what I say. Flee at once to my brother Laban in Haran. Stay with him for a while until your brother's fury subsides. And when your brother is no longer angry with you and forgets what you did to him, I'll send word for you to come back from there. Why should I lose both of you in one day? In chapter 28, Isaac called for Jacob and blessed him and commanded him, Do not marry a Canaanite woman, but go at once to Paddan Aram, to the house of your mother's father Bethuel. Take a wife for yourself there from among the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. And may God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and increase your numbers until you become a community of peoples. May he give you and your descendants the blessing given to Abraham so that you may take possession of the land where you now live as an alien, the land that God gave to Abraham. God's purposes are very frequently thwarted. But he is the unchanging, eternal God who will work out his purposes. In the most unlikely and ongoing, adverse situations, God will be at work. And those unlikely and adverse situations actually don't uh, thwart God in his plan and his purpose. They don't deter him. Maybe they even increase his resolve to carry out uh, all that he intends. Um, If you're uh, a visitor here this morning or you've not been with us much in the last few weeks, 
um, you won't know uh, that we have been looking at the book of Ruth in the Bible. Uh, And in the book of Ruth, and here again in this uh, part of Jacob's life, we see the truth. Uh, This one from Jacob is a random example only. That's why I said I wasn't preaching on it. Uh, We see so many instances in Scripture where God, although thwarted as to his original plans, still works out his intentions. And I want very simply and shortly this morning to remind you um, of three aspects, if that's the right word to use, aspects of God that cannot be overstated and that cannot be exaggerated. They're part of who he is, they're part of what he is. And I want these three simple thoughts just to bless you this morning. One, God is absolutely committed to blessing the world. Fact number one, God is absolutely committed to blessing the world that he has made and everything in it. And there is nothing, nothing that will ever shake that purpose. And you might say, really? How many times have you been tempted to say, if you've not said it in reality, God, where are you in all this? God, what are you doing with us? Because we don't always and obviously see God at work controlling the world in which we live. But recall the fact that it cost God so much to provide for the salvation of mankind. He loved the world so much that he gave his only son. And you and I can't begin to understand what it cost God, sinless, pure and holy, to send his son into an unholy, impure, unrighteous world. And take upon himself your sin and my sin and the sin of everybody else that he hadn't committed in order that God might win us back, restore us, redeem us to himself. Love will not let God give up on his intention to bless the world and he will fulfil his plan. If you were watching the news last night, Um, they had uh, a random comment from a lady on a pavement in Sheffield who's just gone into tier three. She hasn't, but Sheffield has. Or she has as well. (laughs) And her comment was, full of despondency and despair, it feels as if the world is coming to an end. And I think there are many, many people who would, who would reflect on uh, and even say, yeah, that's where I am. What is God doing? Where is God in all this? But he will fulfill his plan and his purposes and he will bring his plan to a conclusion in his way.
And so therefore, through the worst of situations, both globally and personally, God will work out his purpose. And amazingly, he will bless the world. No one and nothing will ever stop that. Isn't it often true that our determination to do something uh, is affected um, by how it's received? Gradually our determination fades. However resolute we might be in delivering it at the outset, particularly if our love uh, is spurned or refused, or ignored. Not so with God. He is committed to his plan and his intention uh, to bless. And as Christians, we can say, though darkness seems to hide his face, I rest in his unfailing grace. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. He is the rock in the storms of life. Second, he is absolutely committed, absolutely devoted to blessing you. You may not feel particularly blessed this morning but he is absolutely devoted to blessing you. He has blessed you, he does bless you, and he will keep on blessing you. So, friends, be blessed this morning. Be blessed. We are his children and he has nothing but good in his heart for us. And why is he devoted to blessing us? In order that we might be a blessing to other people. A blessing to the world. The more that we open up to his blessing in our lives, the more blessing will flow from us out to other people. Isaac spoke a blessing over Jacob before he left. Whether Jacob had done the right thing or the wrong thing didn't alter the fact that Isaac blessed him before he left. The gifts and the abilities uh, that we have got all come from God. But we are the ones who are responsible for how we use the gifts that God has given us. One thing is absolutely sure. Whatever the gifting, the gift that God hasn't given you is backseat obscurity. Got that? The one gift that God has not given you is backseat obscurity. He's blessed you in order that you may be a blessing. And there is power in speaking a blessing into people's lives because there is power in the name of Jesus. I love the song which uh, Katie is going to sing to us uh, at the conclusion of our time in a few minutes. 
uh, which includes words like this. Speak his name over fear. Speak his name over anxiety. Speak his name over those who are held captive. Speak. Shout his name over the enemy. Shout it from the mountains. Shout Jesus in the streets. Jesus for my family. Jesus over every heart and mind. His name is power. His name is healing. His name is life. And it breaks every stronghold. It shines through the shadows. It burns like a fire. There is power in speaking the name of Jesus. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. That's the, one of the best uh, ways you can put it. The kingdom of God is God's way of doing things. God's reign. Isn't that what we work for? Isn't that what we want? God's kingdom amongst us. And thirdly, God is absolutely faithful. Faithful to every promise that he has made about you. Faithful to every promise he has made over you. Faithful to every promise concerning you. Scripture is full of them. And there are many, many more besides. Despite our weaknesses and despite our wavering, he sticks by and he sticks to his word. Lamentations 3.23, you know so well. Great is your faithfulness. Can I change the first word? Massive is his faithfulness. Because he doesn't go against his promises. And God has got more blessings for you and more blessings for me yet than we've experienced so far. He cannot deny himself. He cannot deny his word. It's our faithfulness that is what is in doubt, not his came across some lovely words which I don't think had really sort of hit me before from Romans 3 and verse 3. Easy. Romans 3.3. 3. Will our lack of faith nullify his? Not at all. That's not me speaking. That's scripture. That's what it says. Will our lack of faith nullify his? Not at all. So don't let discouragement and despair overtake or rob you of the joy of knowing God and the joy of serving him. Let us not become weary in doing good, says Paul to the Galatians, for we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. It's awesome to witness that God works all things together for good for those who love him. Even though we may not recognise it at the time, we may not recognise it shortly after, certainly not straight away.
but he works all things together for good because he is absolutely faithful. God knows the end from the beginning. He sees the big picture. He does all things well and all at the right time. In his time, not necessarily in ours. Friends of mine, I think you are, aren't you? Friends of mine this morning, please, please, please understand the absolute faithfulness of God in your life. Remain faithful. Remain believing. Remain committed. Remain devoted. And remain faithful. Because God is your God and he's my God and he is God and Lord. Amen.